Assalamu alaikum, peace be with you. You're listening to Cup of Parenting podcast and I'm your host Aisha, a pediatric speech and language therapist, mom of seven and parenting coach here in the UK. This week we are going to be discussing some topics which might be seen as controversial but actually they probably affect all parents in one way or the other and we should really think about them before our children are even born or at least when they're babies but we sort of sometimes dismiss them or don't tackle them until they're right in our faces and we maybe should do so we're going to go through each of these inshallah and see why they're so important and the reason why I chose to talk about this this week is because I was at a dinner party recently where somebody had mentioned that they hadn't yet done um, the akhika of their child which you know as Muslims we are supposed to do according to the sunnah on the 7th or 14th or 21st day um, and they'd said that they just hadn't come around to doing it so they just postponed it altogether. and these are the sorts of things that you should be maybe thinking about before your child is born or at least soon after they're born um, but as I've said we'll go through them and have a look so the first one I'm going to talk about is sort of the type of parenting that you're going to be doing I know it sounds obvious but there's lots of different parenting styles out there and it may well be that you clash with your husband or you know your in-laws or even your own family in terms of what style you want for your child for example there's attachment parenting and that in itself is quite a controversial topic because um, attachment parenting focuses on being quite child-centered and you know looking after the child according to his or her needs so things like co-sleeping feeding children on demand um, and it emphasizes the nature of the relationship between children and their caregivers who are usually the parents okay um, but then some people oppose this type of parenting and say well it doesn't let the child then become independent because the child's always attached to the parents and and then this can become really hard later on so this is one thing that you can sort of think about either when the child is small or before you even have children is what type of style are you going to um, sort of implement in your household another one is being friends with your child obviously you all want to be you know approachable and you want your child to come to you but there's a difference between um, understanding your child and responding to their needs um, and then going over that limit and being too friendly and some parents make this mistake where they think that if they're going to be their child's friend and say yes to the child for everything and treat them more like a friend than a parent then it's going to result in a really great parenting style but actually this is a huge mistake the reason this is a huge mistake according to researchers is because children actually do need some sort of structure they've got loads of friends around them okay and they have the opportunity and you can give them the opportunity to make a lot of friends but they only have one set of parents right whilst you have different levels of discipline it's really important to have a nice structure for the child and the child actually needs this to thrive in and to grow in as well and it's really good for the long term as well okay so you need to think about that one because you know often in society you do see people who um, sometimes really behave more like they're the child's friends rather than the parents they don't want to tell them off or have any sort of boundaries in place okay and when usually 
you know that you're expecting a child you think about the obvious things okay you think about where you're going to have them what kind of birth you're going to have some people go further and think about what type of nursery they're going to have what kind of equipment they're going to have for the child prams travel systems all of that kind of stuff but you sort of leave out the other things you you know a lot of times people neglect things which are in the sunnah for example they might not pay emphasis on the name as I've said on the akhikha ceremony, you know, when you when you shave the baby's hair, when you make the sacrifice, when and name them, etc. So these are the kind of things you should be thinking about also when you know that you're expecting a child. Because often what happens is after the child's born, you might realize that between even you and your husband's family that there are differences in opinion or between you and your husband right there's differences in opinion on how you want to upbring them so you really need to think about this beforehand amongst the other things that you probably think about more easily okay and even if you've got slightly different styles this is something that when I do my parenting classes sometimes parents might ask me the mums will say well is it beneficial if only I implement this style because the dad wouldn't do it that their style is completely different and all I say absolutely because as long as one of you uh, or you are quite consistent in your style and your approach and you know why you're doing it and you agree with your husband or even if you don't agree but you're quite consistent this is better than not even thinking about it at all okay and children do get used to rules and regulations even if they might not like them they'll know in the long term that this is what they're expecting if it's something that you're going to readily and steadily apply throughout their lives and actually makes a secure environment for them and then they'll come to know that from mom this is what I can and will expect okay so it yes this is really important as well then there are certain issues that you have to discuss with your child no matter where in the world you live because unfortunately we do live in a time where there's a lot of dangers around you know that are presentable and will come up either in conversation in school or in environmental situations and you need to decide from beforehand how you are going to address these and how you're going to keep your children safe for example safe from harassment you need to teach them from a young age what is okay what is not okay who it's okay for them to be around and who it's not okay and you need to be really firm in in your beliefs and not feel like just for the sake of coming under pressure you're exposing your children to things which you do not want them to be um exposed to especially you know in terms of helping them with their emotional um, resilience as well you can talk about things like this with them you know like for example how you talk about stranger danger to to children from a young age as well and you need to teach them that it's you know it's not okay to be bullied or to be teased but go a little bit further and give them examples of what is unacceptable so they actually know that it, it doesn't have to be older people it can be danger can come from younger people obviously not in a way to scare them but in a way to make them aware and make them comfortable that again they can come back to you if they've got any issues or if they've got any worries too many times you don't you know you hear about stories where children just stayed quiet because either they were scared or they don't have that relationship with their parents that they can't explain or um, take problems to them Another really important one is the safe use of technology or I should say another controversial topic because that's an entire topic in itself really isn't it. So 
There are a lot of children who are exposed to a lot of different types of technology, whether it's your mobile phone or iPad or computer, laptops, whatever it is. You need to decide early on what is the limit of the screen time and there absolutely should be a limit if they're getting screen time at all, depending on their age. Yes, in certain situations and in certain, you know, even in schools now, they're asking children to bring in gadgets to use um, for their education but you need to think about the um, psychological impact if you are going to give it to them and then they then become addicted to it which is very very common nowadays children do become addicted to certain channels or certain you know youtube or the phone and then they it, it becomes a massive problem they can't let go of it and that's all that you can use to then calm them which is not good at all so you need to think about this thing as well and then when you think about children who are a little bit older and you might think that, well they need a phone because now they're going to school and I need to communicate with them well you need to decide beforehand when are they getting that phone how long are they having the phone for which apps are they using um, do you know about everything that they're using are they allowed to just have the phone 24 7 or is there going to be a time when they're not allowed to have the phone so you need to know that, for example, when you look at the ages of children, children between the ages of three to seven need de definitive um, descriptions of safe technology, okay, that's good for them and unsafe technology that's bad for them. So you need to let them know what they can and can't access in a really clear and easy way. And children between the age of eight to 12 might not understand the extent of the bad technology out there okay but they might be at that age where they want to use social media and there's that pressure for them so you need to start teaching them self-reflective skills and actually teaching them how sometimes it's the, the dangers aren't that obvious and they're hidden and how can they be hidden and how you can protect them for this okay um, same thing for teenagers respect their feelings and respect the need of when they might if and when they might need to use technology but also set clear boundaries and don't be afraid to set clear boundaries of when um, they're not allowed to or don't need to use gadgets including phones okay another topic for discussion is the feeding of a child so again something you might not really think about until you've maybe had children or they're getting older or you know, are you going to be giving them processed food or fresh food? Think about what is healthy out there, but also think about your lifestyle and what's doable for you to the best possible extent, especially if you're maybe working at the same time or you're going to be out and about. Um, and, th you know, even things like bottle, bottle feeding versus breastfeeding. And obviously we're not saying that you um, can't discount the importance of breastfeeding. What I'm saying is, a lot of the times uh, in society today, unfortunately, mums are shamed for making certain decisions, which actually might be better overall for their own mental health and well-being, which means that they're better able to care for their child if they're able to give them, for example, a bottle of milk once a day, or if they're able to give them, for example, um, you know, a snack that they bought from the shop rather than one that they made themselves. In an ideal world, we would all like to give the absolute best food and drink to our child who wouldn't but I'm saying do what's better for you and only you know your situation as long as you're trying your absolute best for the for those you know for your ch own children then that's good for you but I do feel like we do live in a society where um 
there's a lot of pressure on mums already on top of that you certain places it's a really really hectic lifestyle you might have other young children that you need to get ready for nursery you need to get ready for school you need to do the school run maybe you work part-time maybe you work from home even if you don't you have 100 things to do and then you start really feeling the pressure so of course in an ideal world you try and be nice and organized and do things from beforehand but if you can't for whatever reason okay i'm not judging you then look at the other options out there don't go to such an extent where you feel so bad that you get yourself ill or worked up because you're trying to do everything um in the best way for example but you could have maybe have chosen another option that might not be the best thing but maybe it's the second best thing right so that's another thing that you can uh, think about as well um, like I said at the beginning and I've mentioned twice now about doing the child's akhikha and then that goes further for um, boys and circumcision and as Muslims you would be thinking about doing this. Here's a fun fact for you. The American Academy of Pediatrics, the AAP, comes as close to recommended cir recommending circumcision as one could without actually recommending it okay so what they said was after a comprehensive review of the scientific evidence the american academy of pediatrics found the health benefits of newborn male circumcision outweigh the risks okay but they stopped short of saying that it should be happening universally to all babies for obvious reasons because obviously everybody wouldn't agree but i'm just saying from an islamic perspective it's something that we do do but you could think about from beforehand even thinking about things like so somebody contacted us last week asking for a contact of where they can go to get the circumcision done and we were saying to them that have you thought about you know your that said that the mum had just had an operation and it was a difficult birth you need to take that into account when you're thinking about how long and how far you're then going to have to travel to get the baby circumcised so things like that you can maybe think of beforehand um and and find out where you need to go and who you need to see to get things like that done okay and then there's obviously the more grown-up topics that at some point your children are definitely going to come across if you live in the uk there's now even been change in the um rse laws you know and there's now even been a change in terms of what children are being taught at school even from a very young age and a lot of a lot of people a lot of especially people in our culture get quite squeamish when they think about these topics or they think that it's not the right thing to do is to have these discussions but actually you know um we've got a talk coming up in our masjid uh i think next week actually about this topic about um growing up and topics related to sexual health and the reason why this is so important is because like i said if you don't tackle these topics with your children when it's an appropriate time and in an appropriate way, um, somebody else will. And this could be teachers at school, it could be friends, and it, or it could even be the internet, other sources of information. As a, as a parent, it's your responsibility first and foremost to have these conversations um, and you should try and find you know like lectures and talks you can attend maybe or if you need to get some training if you're not comfortable to do it straight out yourself you need to then equip yourself into well how am I going to approach this topic or how are the children going to learn about it but don't ignore it okay that's another thing that you might ignore but believe me they'll they'll um, learn somewhere okay another controversial topic is sharing photos online 
There's a lot of parents who like to share photographs on social media of their children, but you need to sort of think about this in terms of um, beforehand, in terms of children's safety, in terms of privacy settings. That's a decision for you to make, but do think about the consequences afterwards. And I'll tell you another thing. You sometimes see a lot of people posting a lot of personal information and it's great, you know, you want to share the milestones and achievements with your family and friends. But just think about the fact that, oh, is everyone going to be happy for you when you put that information out there? And do you want that information to be out there forever? That's another really important thing that you should be thinking about. Another thing is about schooling. And when I'm talking about schooling, I'm talking about some common standards so you know when your children go to school and you think about certain standards that they have to achieve in sort of, for example in maths and English it doesn't matter where you are in the world that you do have sort of goals and standards that the child should be able to do and it depends on where you are in the world first of all what age your child even starts to school because sometimes what happens is from a young age especially this happens in the west where where I am when the child is only in nursery and reception, they start getting assessed, right? Standardised assessment. The teacher starts ticking off boxes according to what the child can or can't do. And the people who are against this, um, educators, are concerned because they say that this means you're testing young children before it's even appropriate to. Because some doctors would say, uh, for example, Dr. Alvin Rosenfield, right? He told the Forbes magazine that actually the real school starting age is seven. Uh, it may be eight, it may be six, depending on the child, okay? And this is based on what we know about child development, which started from uh, Piaget, really famous um, psychologist, okay? Who said that your brain isn't sufficiently wired to do these sort of exams before then. And you have, you also have to keep in mind all kids are different and it's very hard to predict what will happen with age. So for example, some people are reading very, very well at age four, but then they end up, just working in a cafe when they grow up, okay? And some people, some children don't read till they're much, much older, till they're ready to read. But they might turn out to be really highly successful adults. So what the point of I'm trying to make here is before you choose your child's school or style of education, you know, whether you're going to homeschool them or send them to school, whether you're going to send them to state school or private school, whatever choice you make, look at the teaching philosophy, look at the child, you know, the teacher's teaching methods and what kind of methods are they using? And are you happy with these methods? Is that what you want for your child. And the reason I'm saying this is because I, obviously I work in this field and I see a lot of time parents are unaware that this is even happening until it's too late. Sometimes what happens is, you know, teachers might pull a parent's aside and say, actually, the child has this and this and this problems or difficulties. And then the parents start to panic and get really worried. Sometimes it's obvious in a class environment that the child isn't as doing as well as his peers or her peers um, and then you start to panic but you, then you need to think is the child for their age supposed to be doing that or are they in just a really highly academic school so these kind of things are also important and controversial because they, you know there's a lot of argument and debates around them but you need to decide from beforehand what you want for your child before they get to that stage and it's really crucial because I'm talking about when the children are quite young and they're only in um, nursery age kindergarten reception right early years key stage one primary school wherever you are in the world 
that's the type of age where these things are happening in the classroom and they're being marked or putting into groups and things like that and that's why it then impacts the child so you need to think about this from beforehand and a final one i want to talk about is exercise okay another controversial one and that sort of links in with what i said about the healthy eating okay and i guess if you think about unhealthy eating portion sizes have gone up in children and um, because of covid obviously children weren't going out as much as they probably would have um, and one of the things um, I'm involved in in sort of the holiday projects that I'm doing with local children is to try and get them involved in physical activity and exercise as well as other activities. So linked to healthy eating should be health and well-being generally and whether you are encouraging your children to do any sort of um, things pointing towards a healthy lifestyle, you know, so it includes things like exercise, healthy eating and just overall choosing a healthy lifestyle for your family but like I said think about these things beforehand or when the children are quite young and try and get them into a nice routine some parts of the world it's really easy to access um, different sports activities for your children different exercise activities and in some parts of the world it might be a bit more tricky but you can always do things which might not even require much for example you know just going for walks doing exercise at home having some physical activity time as a family so these are things that you can do um, without sort of planning too much and if you've got again a busy lifestyle you might need to take time out to do this or if you've got other children and you want to get the whole family involved it might be that you have to actually plan this and sit down and think about it but until it becomes a massive problem and you do have children who are obese and then this means that you're opening them up to um, you know having an increased chance of getting other illnesses which then carries on if you don't do anything about in childhood into adulthood and you really don't obviously want to do that for your child and of course as a parent again this is your responsibility to think about these kind of things so that's it for this week i hope some of those topics have um you know been uh, given you some food for thought and you'll go away and think about them and how you can maybe either implement those things or change those things or have some discussions about those things for your own personal self and for your family. And I pray Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes it easy for all of us to bring up our children. Jazakumullahu khairan for listening. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu.